millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez the Best. Today is Friday, February 4, 2022. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. Man, I didn't release last week, huh? So it's been two weeks since I... I, we've last touched base with one another. So let's touch base. How are you guys doing? Uh, sorry I didn't release last week, guys. Um, I forgot what was going on in my life. There's there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of motion, commotion, baby lotion going on. Uh, but yeah, I'm back. How are you, How is your week? Uh, like my phone got busted. I got a new TV. By the way, my TV, man, it's fucking huge. All right, not the flex, but it's 50 inches, courtesy of our sponsor, uh, <clears throat> Shout out to Hisense and Devon. Dude, this thing in my my uh, apartment, my small studio apartment, it looks like a home theater. It's like, the, it, first of all, it's the biggest TV that I've ever, like, ever, 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 ever had. And uh, it's the first time I've ever mounted a TV on the wall. And, you know, I've always wanted a TV mounted on the wall because it just looks sexy, right? You know, you go into someone's house and, oh, your TV's mounted on the wall. You have, you're classy, man. So yeah, and then I, was, I got caught up watching All of Us Are Dead, uh, which I will share my thoughts on. I'll probably do it towards the end of this episode because I know a lot of you haven't caught up with me in a while, and and maybe you, you're not done watching watching it yet. But I want to talk about it like spoiler filled, so I'll do that at the end. But uh, let me see, I have some stuff to talk about. I just had some Angel's Pizza. My nose is bleeding. My nose is bleeding like uh, nothing to do with Angel's Pizza, by the way. Uh, I'm just sharing that. <laughs> but Angel's Pizza. I will still say that every time I have it, there's no better pizza than Angel's Pizza Creamy Spinach Dip Pizza, right? And it's one of my lifelong goals to be like a spokesman or a, a what do you call it, a, an ambassador or a, a, what do you call it, ambassador, right? Em, a, endorser. Yun. It's one of my life goals to be an endorser for Angel's Pizza. I won't even take cash, right? Maybe I shouldn't say that just in case they're like, how much do you want? Oh, we heard your podcast. No, but honestly, if they gave me lifetime Angel's Pizza, even if it was just maybe, I think what would be fair, right? If I was a, let's say I made it really big time in the YouTube, uh, TikTok, social media, IG game, would 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 it be asking for too much for one pizza every two days? Because right? they have that Angel's Pizza card, which I feel like it's a scam. I mean, not a scam, but how I feel like they lose money when they have that. Because if you get the Angel's Pizza card, you buy one, get one free. Right? It's like they're giving it out. It's crazy. And it's a lifetime membership. You don't have to renew or anything. So it's kind of weird. So I don't think it'd be actually one Angel's Pizza a day. And I can go to any branch and just, uh, you know, because my face will be hanging there because I'm an endorser now, right? So I just say, hey, it's me. Give me my pizza. One a day wouldn't be asking too much. I mean, what's the math on that, right? Because uh, it's how much is their pizza? Let's just say like their largest pizza is like six fifty or something, like five hundred or six, let's just six fifty, and then three hundred sixty-five days a year. That's two hundred thirty-seven thousand pesos worth of pizza. But they're gonna take into account that I'm not gonna eat pizza every day. 
Little do they know, huh? They underestimate me. But yeah, I probably wouldn't get it every day. So I think it's and it's it, and I think it's a pretty solid deal. Let's say I have like million followers on YouTube. Two hundred thousand pesos is not like that big. That's a four thousand dollars, right? I have heard. Okay, I've had. I did, let me just share you some stories about like the rates of content creators that I've heard. And none of this is is confirmed. But I was talking to someone who used to work for someone. I ah, see. Even this story feels like it's a bunch of bullshit. So you're just gonna have to take it at face value. Uh, what I tell you, you just gotta believe me. But basically, uh, we were ta- discussing the rates, like how much they charge or how much uh, content creators charge, and then. She said, uh, maybe I shouldn't say the name because I don't want to, you know, be uh, Enchong Deed. <laughs> you guys hear about that? Fucking poor Enchong Deed, man. He tweeted something and then someone retweeted and those two guys got like hit with a lawsuit. Crazy. But so I was talking and I'm not going to name the content creator. I was like, the, the person I was talking to said, Grabe ang mahal ng rate ni Blank. Blank. Oh, there's two names. I mean, it's a name, first name, last name. I'm just going to say Blank. And I was like, ba? How much? And then uh, I'll, I can say the he, right? He, his rate is 1 million or maybe, yeah, I think it was 1 million for a sponsored vlog. So obviously, you know, now it's a vlogger, but you will never guess it, right? It's There's so many male vloggers out there. So yeah, 1 million pesos for a vlog, right? That, and that's just one vlog. Like I would plug Angel's Pizza every time. Every every video, this video is brought to you by Angel's Pizza. You just got to give me free pizza for life. Good deal, right? Okay, moving on. Um, What else did I do? Uh, so I talked about in the Hala Hala Show. By the way, Hala Hala Show, we had two episodes released this week. A week? Week. Season 3, mix number 4. And we also did a Lecheka. Shout out to our sponsors of that, even though they don't sponsor this podcast. I think I should uh, shout them out as well. Shout out to uh, Hisense. TVs, thank you so much to Puritan or Puritan's Pride. You know, Rika said Puritan's Pride. And I thought it was Puritan's, but I just went with it because I was like, maybe there's something she knows that I don't know. <laughs> it could be Puritan's Pride. I looked online, a lot of people were saying Puritan, but Rika said Puritan's with full conviction. So I was like, all right, Puritan's Pride, baby. Uh, which I really do, and I did share my story on there. Like, I've been taking melatonin sometimes to fall asleep, and it's three milligrams. You know, not. This is not medical advice. Obviously, consult with anybody if you feel, you know, especially your doctor, if you feel concerned about, you know, taking drugs like, I mean, like legal drugs like this. But TBH, it really did, it really did help me fall asleep at times when I felt restless. Like, I'll be up at 2 a.m. I and I'm like, fuck, I should probably sleep now. But I'm not sleepy, but I'm not awake, if that makes sense. So, like, I pop one of these in and, like, in, like, half an hour, I was out. So, I don't know. Is it a placebo? Possibly. But I'll tell you right now from my maybe I've taken this maybe three times in the last almost week and a half. And each time I feel especially the last time I took it like yesterday or two nights ago, excuse me, it was I thought it was really effective. I was I was like, wow, I was out like a light. So, yeah, Puritan's Pride. And also, what's our other sponsor? Oh, Dewey Delectables. We'll be plugging them for the next three weeks. So make sure to keep your ears peeled for that. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Hala Hala Shots out. So I'll let, I'll tell you guys a little bit about my experience. Uh, I shared it on, uh, Where You Been on the most recent mix. But I biked to Green Hills and then I, I, from Green Hills, I went to, uh, Divisoria, Divisoria area. 
And then I biked down Taft all the way to Edsa. And then I went to Moa. Uh, and it was around, it was around 7.30 p.m. So it was already uh, it was nice and cool. And uh, the lights near Moa are cool, like the Ferris wheel and like the, the Blue Bay area. But I checked out Ikea. And uh, the only thing with Ikea for me, the only thing that I found a little bit disappointing was that a lot of the shit in there was out of stock. Like, all the nicest stuff was out of stock. So I asked, or, no, no, no. I heard someone. See, here here I am again, you know, telling stories about, it's not even my stories to tell. But I'm a, I don't know, I'm not, this chismoso, right? Uh, I heard someone discussing with whoever they were with. Uh, out of stock, yan sabi daw February, pa daw stock. And I'm assuming they're going to restock a lot of shit in February, right? They, they don't just restock one item. So they must be getting, like, a mass shipment. So maybe when you go back this time, it might come back. But yeah, uh, Ikea's dope. I, I really want to go there with a car. I'm probably not going to buy anything, but just the, the, the trip to Moa is kind of far. Like It was like a long bike ride, like two hours and a half. Even without the detours, it probably would have taken me like an hour and 40 just to get from, you know, all everywhere I went. But if I'm going to go straight shot all the way, Ed Salam, maybe 35 minutes, I could probably bike it in 30, 30 to 35 minutes. I'm pretty sure. Because I can bike to BGC in 15 which means I can get to Makati in like 20-something. 20, 20 yeah, about 35 minutes. Um, which isn't bad during traffic, right? That From Ortigas to Mall of Asia during rush hour, it'll take you like an hour. So, but I just want to, you know, I'll go during non-peak hours. And I want to check out their food court because I, I didn't want to line up. Uh, so maybe I should go on a weekday uh, at like, what's the like the worst time to go? I guess opening, right? Who goes to Ikea on a Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Uh, and go check out their... I want to try their meatballs. They have this spinach shit that looks good. They have this... Sa- I don't know. The salmon... You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, fish in general. But I do love... Except for... Uh, but on the other hand, I'm one of the biggest fans and advocators of, of uh, raw fish, like sushi. But like cooked fish, like salmon and... You know, even like bangus and all, and especially fish that's cooked in soup. Not the biggest, like I'll eat it, right? But yeah, I would never go out of my way to be like, oh my God, I want some, some sinigang tilapia or whatever. Nah, never, never would never do that. Um, What else? Uh, what else? What else? What else did I want to share with you? Oh, so I've been researching before we dive into the stuff that I've been watching in terms of movies and TV shows. I've been watching a lot of YouTube on my 50-inch TV, bro. I've been researching stuff that I want to buy. Because I plan to, and we discussed it on Halala Show. Uh, I plan to go to the States because the restrictions for coming back here are not very uh, stringent. Stringent? Stringent? Is that the right word? It's not very strict anymore. So, because the thing I was really dreading coming back here was the mandatory facility-based quarantine, which, in all honesty, I always felt was a little bit, a little bit uh, scammy. Like there was like some sort of kickback going on. But at the same time, I understand that it was also because the the hotel industry was, you know, definitely not doing well. So I'm not hating on it completely. And I get the, you know, I get the, you know, because the whole Gwyneth Chua shit, right? You got to keep people in check. Which means, like, you know, they didn't really trust us enough to do it. And they're probably right, Gwyneth Chua, right? (laughs) But I always found it weird that if you are a resident of 
um, you know, if you're a resident of the Philippines, coming back, you still had to quarantine in a facility. I would totally understand if you were a foreigner, right? If you're a traveler, you don't have, you know, your own humble abode to to cough up in for seven days and then test yourself, test yourself or whatever. But I always found it like so lame that you had to do that because it was, because of, it was so expensive and you couldn't pick like a cheap ass hotel. Like most of the hotels, I was doing research before. I was like, shit, can I go even go to the states? Uh, or even travel in general and I was looking and the cheapest ones were like like per night the ones that I could find around my area I know there's cheaper like outside of Ortiga Center but it was like 3k a night which you know if you do it for 7 days or let's even say 5 days 15k $300 man that's almost like a quarter of the flight to the states and $300 is a lot of money for me 15k that'll feed me for like a couple months 2 months or so so I never really thought it was worth it. But now all I'd have to pay for is the PCR test. So I asked my cousin to say, it's my PCR test. How much is it over there? And he said, it's like $150 without insurance. So that's seven, five pesos here. Uh, I was looking around. I think I can get a pretty solid, like, you know, reputable one for 3K, maybe less, actually. Maybe you guys can tell me where I could get it for less. But so still around, you know, if I if we take out if, if the U.S. charged me 150 bucks, Plus three k here is it's about seven, how much seven thousand five hundred plus so about ten k which is still a lot right but it pales in comparison to having that on top of the mandatory quarantine facility stay right so now I'm only paying about ten k extra and then and which I mean that that cost to me is fair because you're testing if you have COVID and you're not gonna bring it back to the Philippines. Or in this case, or, or vice versa, right? Going to the states, you're not gonna go over there and hang out with the anti-vaxxers in their rallies, right? I'm unvaccinated. Well, I got a PCR test and I am negative, right? So um, it's not so bad. So I'm thinking, really, I really thinking of trying to go in April. However, uh, and you know, this is like a jinx. I don't like to talk about projects until I've actually gotten it. Uh, but I'll give you a little uh, sneaky, sneaky, is that I have a big project that I'm up for. Uh, and actually, I don't even know if I'm uh, allowed to talk about it, like the actual project. So I, can't, I wouldn't tell you anyway, but I have a project that I'm up for. It's a hosting project, and, and it's multiple, like, it's a series. So it's not just like one day and you're done. It's like a, a um, it's like a series of four, uh, let's just call them events that I would go to. And it's it's actually one of the coolest things. I can't I won't tell you yet until I land in and sign the contract. But it's it's gonna be well, a it's gonna be great because I think like if I get it, the rate that I gave will be like it's big enough for me to sustain myself for a good amount of time. And b it's really like one of my dream kind of gigs. So if I get that, I don't know if I can get to the states for the dates that I want because I wanted to go to my friend. Eileen, uh, her her wedding, and she's part of Loft Crew, you know my my Tropang Loft Crew, and I wanted to I wanted to go for her wedding, but after that, and the reason why I wasn't going to go at all, like I was thinking I could still maybe have gone even with the mandatory hotel whatever, but I'm hosting a wedding a week after her wedding, so which means after Eileen's wedding, I would have to fly out here, but if there was still that seven day mandatory thing, I would never I wouldn't be able to get out of quarantine. Unless I pulled a, a Gwyneth, right? 
and host that event that I have scheduled in April because I'm already booked for it, right? So now I have that chance. Now I do run the risk of catching COVID, testing positive on the test and not being able to fly back and missing that event and, you know, getting into a world of shit. That would be awful. That's a worst case scenario. I mean, at least I could message the bride and groom like, hey, I got COVID, <laughs> you know, uh, please find another host in six days, even though you've been planning this for, they booked me in like October, man. Not even, probably September. Like they booked me like last year, last year, but I forgot, like late last year. So yeah, I don't really want to do that to them either. So I'm also thinking it would be irresponsible for me to fly out as well. Uh, just in case, you know, just in case. But with that being said, when the project, if the project doesn't conflict and even without the, with, without the wedding, uh, I do plan to go to the States this year, maybe just to visit my family. I haven't been there since I left in 2015. Um, and I want to, you know, I just want to do cool shit over there. Oh, and I want to start creating content because I did quit my job, my secure, stable paycheck as a radio DJ to be a content creator. And uh, I haven't really done much of that because I have been focusing on losing weight. I think I'm doing a good job at that right now. I think I'm doing well. I haven't weighed myself since last week. But in my last week's weigh-in, I'm down like 8 pounds since the start of January, which is right on pace because I wanted to try to shoot to lose 2 pounds a week. So... I'm hoping by the end of this month, I'm down another seven, five, six, seven, eight pounds from my, my weight at the start of February. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be, I feel like by April or May, I'm going to be in that, 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 uh, zone where I feel like I'm comfortable on camera. Cause right now I am not comfortable on camera. I had to take some photos for this project that I'm up for. Right. And, and I mean, I already knew what they were going to say. They're like, you know, JC, would you consider losing a few pounds? And I already know. I didn't take it personally because I know, man. Because I know the camera is my, like, least favorite partner when it comes to these kinds of things. Because the camera adds, like, fuck it. You know, for some people, it adds 10 pounds. That shit adds, like, 30 pounds on me, man. Because every time, and I, and I don't say this because I, I really, I, I don't say this because I, I'm trying to make, you know, psych myself out. Every time. I meet someone or whatever who first saw me on TV or on a video format. They always say, you're a lot thinner than, or, well, I mean, they say, parang, compared to whatever, it's a video. So I really think it just, the camera just fucking hates me, man. But I have been uh, focusing on losing weight. Uh, and if I get the gig, I mean, just goes to show it's not about the poundage, but uh, about the, the skills, right? Um... So yeah, what was I sharing? Yeah, so I wanna, so I've been wanna create more content. So I've been researching heavily into getting new equipment uh, because my I have a you know I have a nice PC, but I do like editing not at home. I haven't tried editing on my PC, but I feel like I'm in that that mode. You know that zone that that zone you're when you're in a coffee shop and you just feel like you're a poor struggling writer, but you're in a coffee shop, right? That's like with like $5 coffee, but you're, you know, you're struggling. You're trying to, you know, you're really zoned in. You're creating content. Uh, I want to do editing on the go. I'll probably do moist, moist, most moist. Hey, by the way, that's on word. That was on Wordle a couple days ago. Um, I want to, I want to, um, create content on the go. So wherever I may be, I don't want to have to do it all at my home base here in Ortigas, Manila, Metro Manila. 
So I've been looking into laptops, but I've been looking into cameras, some vlogging cameras. I'm split right now because I was I was almost dead set on getting the Sony ZV-1. But then I run into a few videos where I wasn't really happy with what they were doing, like what the the sample footage that they were showing. And they were they were showing it to show that, you know, maybe this isn't for you. So now I, I, I'm kind of soul searching again. Uh, I, it's still up there, but I'm also looking into the Sony ZV... E E M E V one, I think is what it's called. I'm looking into the Canon E fifty or M fifty, but that one's a little bit bigger than what I want because I like to have smaller cameras. Uh, I'm also looking to the GoPro ten. I'm thinking of getting two cameras. If I'm gonna get the GoPro ten, I want to get another camera. I know, right? So so magastos, huh? Who are you, JC? Uh, in terms of and I also want to get a new phone because my phone has been fucked up for, for a while now. I had to get it repaired last week. I mean, it, it, it kind of has been turning on re- lately and still being able to do basic stuff. But it is it is definitely, like, not good. I could probably repair it, but I figure I might as well just go for an upgrade. Um, so I've been looking to the iPhone mini 13. I know the th- iPhone 13 is a lot stronger, but I I am a sucker for portability and and like aesthetics like it's just so cute it's so small that's the same that's my that's my other issue with the canon camera because it's it's bigger than i want it to be i just like i like small gadgets it just feels so cool so i'm looking into the iphone mini 13 it's the only phone actually i'm looking into but i I probably have to weigh out my other options Uh, i'm also looking into for laptops i'm looking into an asus zephyr something i forgot the name and the 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 latest MacBook. So those are the those are all the you know the 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 toys that I'm looking at, and I'm trying to time it where because in the states usually the electronics are cheaper than buying it here. So I did some math. Hold on, I have the math here. Where the fuck is it? Uh, I wrote it down. I don't know where I actually typed it, but I I looked. I kind of did the math, and I would save if I let's say if I were to buy all the things I wanted. I would save like three hundred to four hundred dollars, which is what fifteen to twenty k, which is you know it's huge, it's big. So if ever that hap- if if ever I go to the states, that's probably when I'm gonna buy all that shit. So yeah, that that's what's kind of the update with me. Uh, and I since I mentioned Wordle, I'm on Wordle. Uh, I'll never play that game again if I ever get one wrong. But I am, I haven't got one wrong yet. Let me check my statistics. There is one day where I missed it, so my streak isn't as long as the number of words that I've gotten, if that makes sense. But I know Broadfits, I know you play Wordle. I've played 13, I've gotten them all right, I'm on a current streak of 9. So I've been playing for 13 separate days, I guess, of Wordle. Uh, Only once was I fucking so close to feeling like I wasn't going to get it. That word was whack. W-H-A-C-K. I remember I was so I was like what the fuck is this word? But the thing I wanted I thought was so cool. Shout out to the creator of Wordle who fucking sold his game which I don't know it's not even his game, right? Anyway, he sold his game uh to the New York Times for it the article said in the low seven figures. So I'm guessing a million dollars, right? Million 5. Uh maybe even 2 million, but you know, a million dollars is not too bad. For a game as simple as that, like if I was into simple coding, I probably could have made that game. Like if I took some coding classes, I mean, not to shit on 
coders and the guy who made this game. But that game, it looks so simple. Like, I, I feel like any college, not even grad, like a college student who is competent in computer whatever. I don't know what you call this. Uh, whatever. Computering games, like software or whatever. Now, it's not even a software. What do you even, what do you create? It's not, he's not the creator, okay? Because I know this game. I I used to watch the game show called Lingo, L-I-N-G-O. Look it up on YouTube. It's basically Wordle on crack because the contestants are playing it live. If I would take as long as I do when I play my Wordle, I would have failed instantly in that Lingo game. Go look it up, L-I-N-G-O. Oh, sorry, L-I-N-G-O. It's it's a uh, it's a game where they play Wordle, uh, but there's two teams competing. Yeah, so it's not created. The game itself is not original. But I guess the the website and it really took flight, right? Because of the the sharing thing, the flexing thing, and and I think it was the mystery of it all, the simplicity, but also the m- mystery of it all that was so alluring. Because I remember seeing all these green and yellow boxes, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I saw it from all all aspect, all walks of my life, all walks, all friends, all walks of life of my friends. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense, but. I saw it from, you know, I have, I follow some and I, I will not lie to you. I, 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 they are like, like, uh, kind of assholes. <laughs> I don't know. I followed them on like, I think Twitter and they had Wordle. And then I had some very intelligent people that I knew. They're on Wordle and some people who I thought were not super smart. They were on Wordle. Like they were posting their stats. My friends on IG stories, you know, from, from, from college kids that I still know. To like older people that I know were playing Wordle. So I was like, what is this? So I got into it. And I guess also the, the simplicity of it being one in a day. So it leads you to the question. Uh, what is what is New York Times going to do with it? Because you can download. I have an app called Wordus. W-R-D-U-S. Where you can play unlimited games of Wordle. Right? Um, so what is New York Times going to do with it? I'm speculating. And I was reading on the article. Like New York Times. Because... You know, no one buys newspapers anymore. They've been relying on subscription-based shit. But would you pay for, like, a Wordle thing, right? Probably not, right? But the New York Times has their own crossword app, and you can subscribe for puzzles. So I'm guessing if they're going to do it, Wordle, they might make maybe different variations, four-word Wordle, six-word Wordle, maybe themed Wordles. Uh, there's also a, uh, you know, an example of a theme Wordle is Loodle, L-E-W-D-L-E. And all the words are uh, are like, you know, like cocks and well, vagina wouldn't fit, right? But like like bust, bustos words, right? Naughty words. I tried it once, I couldn't get it because I could only. I mean, my vocabulary for for dirty words is very slim, right? It's limited to like cocks and balls and all the, like the you know the very high school boy locker room. There are other words in there that are not like super, you know, common. So it was very difficult, Loodle. So I'm guessing that's what the New York Times might do. So yeah, that, that's kind of my update on the week. Uh, let's talk about All of Us Are Dead. So here's my little warning. Let me just take a sip. I'm going to take a sip of my carbonated water, courtesy of Soda Riser. And uh, after I'm done with the sip, I'm going to go into a deep dive of All of Us Are Dead. Okay, so give it like five seconds. All right, that was your cue. If you're still here, you've probably seen the show or have no interest in seeing the show. Oh, 
one more thing. Sorry, before we go into All of Us Are Dead, I am now official. I know I, I said this before, and I said I, I did make one. And I posted one video, but I'm uploading all my old IG videos on TikTok. It's my, the same username as my Instagram. So if you have a TikTok, even if you don't post, please follow me on there. Just because once I'm gonna keep uploading all my old shit until I'm caught up, and then I'm gonna upload new stuff. So I'm hoping to catch well a newer viewers who've never come across my Instagram, and uh, b I hope to. Uh, well, get you guys onto from my Instagram or whoever listens to this podcast. Please follow me on TikTok. And if you do follow me from TikTok, why don't you just comment on the, you know, leave a comment. Say, hey, heard about you on the podcast. Um, but yeah, let's talk about All of Us Are Dead. Oh, by the way, it's it's me, JC, I-T-S-I-T-S-M-E-J-A-Y-S-E-E. Same as my IG. Uh, All of Us Are Dead. I had 12 episodes and by like episode seven, I was too much invested for me to turn back. And it wasn't shitty enough for me to turn off. But at the end of episode 12, I felt uh, not empty because I guess they, they do leave it, right? They leave it open for season two. But I just feel like uh, there's just too many irrational decisions and too many ridiculous like moments where i'm like that is that is so stupid now i do acknowledge that they were teenagers but for me no amount of teenage horniness or or hormones would ever make me like risk not really risk because they weren't it was just it felt so like who cares if you like the girl or the guy or whatever in this moment? Like that, like when the guy, when the main guy admitted his feelings for the girl and they start, they had like a little falling out. I thought that was so stupid, right? So that's one thing I disliked about the show, like how they, they, like I get it, you need to have like some sort of love, whatever. You know, I, I actually enjoyed the, the the class president and the hot guys uh i call him hot guy because i don't remember his name but he's like the hottest guy there right i mean that's subjective but i get him and the main guy were like the hottest dudes and the archer guys uh archer the archer sister the archer girl's brother those are like the three hottest guys right I i think we can agree i know everyone has different tastes maybe you like the nerdy guy maybe you like the chubby guy but if you know from the from a from a social standpoint, you know who would be in people's hottest top fifty magazine. The th- those three dudes would probably the, be the ones. But the hot guy and the the half zombie girl that was a pretty interesting storyline. I don't know why they need to have like that love square with the main guy and the girl that looks like she reminds me of someone. I can't put my finger on it. It's a Pinai actress. I just don't know. The whole time I was like, who the fuck does this girl remind me of? And I found her character super annoying. Not be- not only because of the way she acted after the main guy told her that he liked her. Uh, just I just found her so irritating. Uh, what else? What else? I had some funny moments I thought were like, what the fuck? Uh, remember, there's one scene where they went from the roof to the gym. And that's when they kind of... Met, uh, they re- they united with the archer girl and her team, and there was this one girl, the girl who lost her parents, the girl whose parents died in the truck, and they saw the truck with the drone. She died during that transition, and nobody acknowledged it. 
the girl in the pink vest who the one who the you know that girl left the girl in the pink vest but she ended up dying instead of the girl in the pink vest she didn't say shit nobody said anything nobody was sad nobody you know talked about their memories of her or whatever so i thought that was so like did they just forget it was so weird right uh so that was kind of strange i thought it was strange well first of all the the main bad guy the the bully guy who was half zombie I thought he wore out his welcome. Like, you know, maybe once or twice you can come back. But he came back like five to four or five times, which I found so annoying. Right? They couldn't find a different, like, conflict to have. I thought it was so dumb. And then what's crazier, I mean, besides the fact that he already came back uh, once and climbed up on the roof. Once he got knocked off the roof, these guys, these fucking survivors decide to start singing like at the campfire, I, I like the song, right? I like the big guy, he can sing and whatever. But they started singing when they fully know, fully well know that that bad guy doesn't die from like high falls. So I don't know. Maybe not the best time to sing, right? So that was a little bit weird for me. I think, and the thing that infuriated me the most uh, when watching the show I know it sounds like I'm. I'll point out some good points as well, okay? But the running away from it—it's not just the running. The inconsistencies of the zombies is what made me feel like, like there was no, there was no uh, like rhyme or reason to how the zombies worked, right? There is like zombies. They were either like super strong hearing, or they were like really dumb like they would just follow any sound but there are some scenes where the zombies who are like way away from the main cast hear like something fall or like something you know it's not even that loud and they start running that way and so you know they they weren't really consistent with the zombies and during chase scenes i kid you not go back to like all the chase scenes they are there are scenes where they're like the group of the group of survivors they're running into a building and then like the trailer, the last person of that survivor group goes in and literally two or three seconds later, there's like four zombies right on their ass. But then the next scene, they are able to stop in the middle of a hallway and think about where to go. That would not ever happen because they're literally zombies on their ass. So for me, there it was like the... What's the name of that person on set? The continuity director? They need to hire a better continuity director because it just it pulls you out of immersion like that's their goal right the continuity people what's the name let me look that up because i don't really know the name of that continuity director is that is that the name of a yeah there it is continuity director they are the ones that are responsible for what oh wait maybe i'm wrong what's the one maybe it's script super supervisor basically they need to make sure that everything is consistent from one scene to the next. So let's say a character is wearing this shirt in the next scene. If his shirt was unbuttoned in the last scene, it should still be unbuttoned this scene. Something like that. So the continuity in this show was so awful. So, so bad. That it... I was like, what? And then there's so many decisions that you're just like, why are you doing that? Like, there's one scene where they're almost at the tennis courts and for whatever reason the archer girl decides you know what we're already ahead of these let me stop pull out my bow take out one zombie and then 
leave you know leave me at a disadvantage because I gave up like eight seconds to shoot one zombie, and then that archer girl gets tackled by a zombie, and then the the dad, the fireman dad, who survived. Oh, let me let me. Let me I don't, I don't even want to talk about that yet. Uh, talk about that part yet, but. He got bit, I think. I, I look back on it. He got bit when he pulled that zombie off the archer girl. So first of all, so the the archer girl who bit, did a very stupid thing, although she had some really cool kills and whatever, such a stupid thing, got the fireman dad killed, who at first I thought was fucking invincible, had, had like plot armor, you know, to the nines. So that was a dumb way for him to, to kind of get bit. And okay, and about the fireman thing, oh my god, like I could not believe, right? Like, it just took me out of the show for like, I was like, this is ridiculous that he escaped from the compound, was running with no cover, heading to the water. And there were, I don't know, I didn't count, but I'm guessing, let's just say four guys with machine guns shooting. At its in in the wide open, and they weren't that far. They were pretty close. In a straight line, he's straight in front of them, and not one bullet, except for the one that grazed him in the water, not one bullet connected. That is bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Whoever direct whoever made that like director choice, whoever made that that creative choice, needs to be fired. That is so ridiculous. You and I mean it would have been better if they just didn't shoot because, you know, he's running away. We don't need to shoot him. Because, you know, they're running away from the quarantine. Why would you need to shoot him in the first place, I guess? That would be a mindset that would make sense. But that no hits? Really? That that to me was so ridiculous. I was like, no fucking way. Right? Um, so, yeah. So what did you like, JC? Who was your favorite character? First of all, my favorite character... Uh, was I? I like the main guy. He had the coolest like r- escape scenes. Like the the scene in the library was top notch entertainment. It was thrilling. It was well choreographed. It it was like intense. It was tense. So shout out to the guy, the main guy, the the pokey boy, the hot guy. It was also pretty cool, cool character. I like, like I said, I like that kind of love connection with the half zombie girl. Uh, they could have really done without the whole triangle square thing, right? Uh, I like the effects, the, the, I mean, the CGI and the practical, I think they use practical effects. I'm pretty sure for like the zombies, they, they weren't all CGI. They had like incredible makeup. I'm guessing was really well done. Uh, there were some pretty good villains, like, like the girl in the pink sweater, the squid game girl. I thought she was a great, like, I hated her, man. I was so happy when she died. I know they were like, you know, we're going to, she's going to redeem herself by bringing, you know, Coke, (laughs) <laughs> and bread fuck you i was so glad she died you know i would never like if she went up and gave coke and bread i would probably th- slit her throat and throw her over the balcony still i'd be like thanks and then i'd kill her no way there's nothing she could do that was redeemable like for what she did to that to the to the the best friend guy right i don't know like would you have forgiven her fuck that right no way but she was a good villain, though. I hated her. The main villain, the main zombie, half-zombie, half-guy villain was a good villain. But like I said, he overstayed his welcome. But he was an intense, scary character. I feel like they could have played that differently. 
maybe had him be the final guy that they, you know, they thought he was dead all along and then he shows up. But if he keeps showing up, man, it's just it's not exciting anymore. It's not thrilling. But he was a good villain. I won't deny that. I think I wish the scientist guy, the dad who made the virus, stayed alive a little bit longer. I wish he had more to do with the plot. I wasn't a huge fan of the policeman and the other co-policeman and the baby and the little girl subplot. I thought that was kind of... I know it was meant to give the... You know, it was meant to push the story forward by giving the info about where to find the laptop in the school. But it was whatever to me. But I enjoyed the the conflict between the military and, like, the I guess the government, like, and, like, struggling to, you know, we have to kill all these people in this area, you know, martial law and whatever. I thought that was pretty, you know, pretty interesting. I thought it was a cool twist when the guy sh- the the guy shot himself at the end. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, so that was pretty okay. Um, I'm trying to think. What else did I like? I mean, the set pieces in the school were really cool. I thought it was like... So, that I mean, that's why I kept watching. Because I did want to find out what happened. So the characters... Most of the characters actually were pretty endearing. And I, I would say that's also a strong point. Like, maybe not the the... Not like the some of the arcs, like the especially the romantic aspect was I thought a little bit too played out. I think they could have focused heavier on the aspect of friendship and maybe betrayal, uh, because they did do especially you know, so like the Squid Game girl, you know, and her deceit. But the the I like the big guy. Uh, he was funny, comedic. The nerdy guy, the one who died in the gym, you know, that was pretty, you know, I, I cared for him. I felt sad when he died. You know, I, I let out an audible, no, when he died. Uh, I feel like they could have developed the pink sweater girl, not the squid game girl, but this pink sweater girl a little bit more. Um, so if she died, I honestly, if she died, I wouldn't give a shit. I was sad when the, the archer's brother died, uh, even though they didn't develop him that much, I feel like they could have done more with that as well, especially with the brother sisters plotline. Maybe, you know, step bro. No, they could have done something with that a little bit more. The the minor character, like the the fat the fat kid who was with the with the archer, I felt sad when he died, even though he didn't really do much. I felt bad, so you know, it made me care about the character. That's the reason why I watched the sh- like I watched till the end because I wanted to know the fate of these characters. Just that there's just too much inconsistency with the zombies and like their strategy and once again people when i go on reddit people are like oh yeah you got to remember they're teenagers i don't think i was that fucking stupid when i was in high school <laughs> like i don't know bro i would not think about like putting my dick in something uh or someone during a zombie apocalypse all i would think about was survival and I feel like it didn't. I, mean, I don't know, because when you watch a show, right, you put yourself in the shoes of the characters. Usually, that's what I do. So I just felt irritated by a lot of decisions. Um, would I recommend it? I mean, it's it's not the worst show, and and if they open up a season two, it felt lacking. Definitely, you'll you'll feel like it is lacking, but. It was entertaining. I'll give it that. Like, it was entertaining through and through. So, uh, you know, and each episode is like an hour. You literally, it's, you'll spend half a day watching it. 12 hours plus, probably. So, yeah, I mean, it's up to you. If you, if you don't like it past episode two, I wouldn't keep going. But if you make it to, like, episode five, six, you might as well just keep going. You know, 
uh, in case they do do a season two, which they eh, probably will, right? So yeah, there's that. Oh, 43 minutes into the podcast. There we go. So yeah, some reminders, guys. Hala Hala Show is out. Uh, follow me on TikTok, please, if you have. Uh, I know some of you do TikTok, so just any, you know, I, I was looking into the algorithm. You know, when I studied these things, I, I really want to, like, know how to get good at these things. So I'm posting my old IG vlog, so don't expect any new content if you've been a long-term IG follower. But uh, please hit that follow button, maybe comment, watch the video for, you know, 30, 40 seconds so I get that, that engagement rate. Uh, and that's it, okay? Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll catch you all. Say it with me. Later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.